You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's been a long day. You glance at the clock as the big hand strikes 10.59pm. You stop to pour yourself a drink. No holding back. Only the strong stuff tonight. The crackling fire illuminates the room in a very comfortable looking sofa. You take a closer glance. And... What? What? What's that? You see three men in bathrobes and slippers. What are you doing here? Alright. Just, uh, here for the pod and that? Yeah, you know, the, the one you listen to after, like, that stressful day you've been having. Yeah, the the one with the, the three idiots talking about, you know, what they've watched, what they're, what they're going to watch, probably some other stuff too. Am I, am I supposed to say something here, am I? Or? Oh, for fuck's sake. You take a seat, put your feet up, and listen to your favourite podcast. Welcome to 60 Minutes to Midnight. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of 60 Minutes to Midnight. And of course, the other two need no introduction. It is the other two Minute Men. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Hey, mate. Hello. John's waiting for an introduction. Mm. Yeah, well, he he thinks that he gets this special treatment. I've grouped you together today, which caught you both off guard. I watched your faces. I'm like, oh, <laughs> should I speak first or no? Both say hello. It's fine. Yeah. You all right? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. Are you alright? You're a mess, man. I'm. Uh, I think I'm at the stage. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at the stage <laughs> of fatherhood uh, uh, where I will say that um, I've had not much sleep this week, mm-hmm. um, and it's catching up with me on a Sunday evening here in Australia. It's catching up with me, um, and tomorrow I embark upon something that's quite difficult. Uh, for the next two months, so uh, there's a lot of uh, anxiety right. within me at the moment. Um, well, can you? Are you allowed to talk about it, or are you going to talk about it later? Yeah, we will. We will. We'll, He's going on a diet. We'll talk about it later. It's, it's, it's a diet. Don't feel too sorry for him. Um, it's a super diet, so mm. it's pretty big. Yeah. So, Len, can I ask you this, right? Because I know, um, I know that you've spent the day kind of parenting solo, right? Mm. With, uh, so with little low. Alfie. Um, yeah. Um, does it annoy you when people say like, "Oh, babysitting today"? I did refer to it earlier as babysitting for some reason, which was bizarre. I was just like, I'm just looking after my my son. Yeah, but, it's parenting. Um, yes, yeah, parenting. Uh, yeah, it turns out it's quite difficult to do it. So a lot of respect <laughs> out there to all of the the women who are doing a great job and men because <laughs> I was and, really and men and everyone but, who's doing a good job and parenting. Everyone. Everyone, if any, if anything, uh, uh, but yeah, it was. It's been a long day. Here's a question for you. I mean, if you not had, is this your first day solo with uh, 
with Alfie. No, 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 second, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, mm, right, fourth, baby. Yeah, good. Um, all right, it's so a quick question because you just you just did it there, and actually, uh, I remember it would sound weird to me when I had reference my daughter. So this, that, you know, that's my daughter. Does it feel weird coming out of your mouth when you say, "Oh, that's my son"? No, because weirdly, and Mel picked up on this. He's already uh, had one for on seventeen this. years. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I say "son" to Alfie all the time. I say "hello, son." Good morning, son. Number one, son. Like that. I say that's what I say well, to obviously. him. Obviously, so doesn't feel anyone doesn't feel weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel weird to me to say "son," but. Other people have said it's weird that you say that. I was like, no, my dad, my dad says it to me, and my mum used to say it to me, and it's what they used to say to it me. Would do, yeah. So, yeah, but like, <laughs> but the problem is, his parents have two sons, and they kept calling Len number one son. Number one son. They yeah. still, do, yeah. Dad, dad still calls me number one son. Mm. So sorry, Josh. Sucks, sucks to be you. Uh, anyway, we digress. Wow. That's that's fun. Yes, I'm tired um, and anxious. <laughs> so whatever. Let's move on. Uh, whiskeys, Gaz, what are you drinking? Talk to me. Well, do you know what? I was going to lie about this, but I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing a len, as we call it in these parts, oh, yeah. and recycling an old whiskey um, that I yeah. used in an earlier good. pod. But it's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, and in fact, when I say doing a len. You'll be pleased to know, Len. It is. It's the one that Len got me. Ah, uh, Hakushu. Yeah. That's Hakushu. Ah, the, the Japanese whiskey. The Japanese. Interesting, Gareth. I am actually also drinking the one you got me, the Lagavulin Twelve. Uh, and this more expensive is my last my last <laughs> drink for the next two months. I'm embarking on a fitness challenge, as Gaz has alluded to, mm. where I'm not going to be drinking. I'm not going to be eating refined sugars, and I'm going to be exercising <sighs> a hell of a lot. It's called an eight week challenge. Honestly, you know, part of John. like. Body fit sort of stuff, you know. It's the most so like the next two. It's just so boring hanging out with him over the next mm. two months. Oh god! It's rid- like you think you you think you've got anxiety about this? I'm like, for f- I have to hang out with sober Len. This is a shit. Hey, I'm really fun sober. Can I ask a question? Yeah, listen to um, the energy. Hmm. Uh, go on. I mean, obviously you're going to do this eight week thing, and it, and it's going to go well because I'll, yep. I'll you know I give you credit. Yep. You uh, w- once you put your mind to something, and then normally it's like working out or yeah. some sort of like CrossFit or whatever. I mean, you go through <laughs> yeah. with it, and it's like, yeah, brilliant. And they give you a little badge that says number one son. So, like, oh, you, you remembered? Yeah, I did get a trophy last time. Yeah, so. Thanks, Dad. And I got five hundred. And I got five hundred dollars and a, a car experience in like a Ferrari because I did, I won it last time. It, so. When you say like a Ferrari, <laughs> was it a Ferrari? <laughs> well, it could be a Lamborghini. Could be a Lamborghini. It's a Toyota Camry. Yet. <laughs> anyway um so how long is it going to be after that eight week challenge that you then have to do another yep. one because you're very like up and down yeah I, I i am the reason this so i did really well at the last one last uh year um as i just alluded to i lost like nine kilos got pretty ripped and then <laughs> um i had a I had a kid, obviously, which is just... That always takes a toll on a man's body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, it does, you know, because I've been ordering a lot more takeaways and, and beers and stuff, and I just thought, fuck it, you know what? It's fine to just eat what you want at this Bad stage, because I know I'm going to be doing another one of these 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I knew I was going to be doing this challenge. So it's all good. And you're right, John. I am a very um, cyclical sort of person. I will just do something for like three months and jump off of it. Then I'll do it again or whatever. Um, it's hard to stay consistent. But yes, wish me luck. Cause, um, yeah, and you can see if I'm boring in future podcasts because I won't be. It so don't be. worry about it. Okay. Anyway, um, so John is not drinking whiskey. He's He's got orange juice again, right, John? Because mm. of the time. Yeah, because of the, of the time. time situation. I, uh, I'm running later. So if anyone else is That's interested. That's lovely, yeah. Uh, or, or interested uh, in that. <laughs> is anyone else interested? Is anyone else interested? Please tell me. Fucking is else Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I decided not to have a whiskey at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. It felt felt wise. That's fair. I uh, I am going for a whiskey tasting. Uh, next Friday, so we're trying mm. like six or seven different whiskies. The ultra premium version uh, tour that they have. So I'll let you know how that goes, um, and hopefully I can come back with you know four or five recommendations on the next pod. But for now, oh lovely the uh, the last whiskey I drank, which was last night during the boxing, um, was actually uh, also Suntory. Uh, Japanese whiskies are taking over, um, and it was particularly in Japan. Remind myself, it was the uh, the Yamazaki single malt Japanese whiskey. Uh, it's delicious. It's so smooth. It's so tasty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, well done, well done, Japan. Uh, doing a good job. <laughs> doing a very good job. Another string to your bow, Japan. Another string Many to your strings fine to archery their, skills. Their bows. Yes. For anyone joining this podcast for the first time, well, sorry on. about all of the I mean, preamble. I'll just there. say I also oh, went on. for a, a long run today, so just, <laughs> yeah, <for fun laughs> sense. yeah. All right, People Gaz run. is a, it, it, yeah, whatever. Gaz runs as well. Yeah, no, he's shoplifting money. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Enough of this preamble. We have uh, some important things to discuss because we have been watching quite a lot of shows in uh, the last month or so the last 60 minutes was a matrix resurrections special thank you for all of the uh feedback on that that's fun um <laughs> basically the show's te- the film is terrible and and we stand by that to this day i'm never going to watch it again so um but this one is back to the traditional 60 minutes style um so we're going to talk about what we've been watching Things we're looking forward to, and then of course, pack it it all up with underrated, overrated, or overrated, underrated, whichever way you like to say it. Um, I'm going to kick things off by asking you, esteemed Minutemen, uh, <laughs> what have you been watching, Gareth? Why don't you go first today? Um, <clears throat> he's just run to the microphone to <laughs> say this. Go on. <laughs> you not been, been watching that? Too, I swear. <gasps> <laughs> 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 I mean, if we want to, if you want to exchange, you know, our running data, Len, you know, you know, my runs smash you to pieces. So Ooh. let's settle yeah. down. It's all yeah. about that with Gareth. <laughs> um, let's yeah. settle down. Um, I mean, I, if we were talking about strength, I don't know. Well, I mean, speed, mate. All about <laughs> speed. <laughs> don't tell your wife that. She knows. She knows very well. Um, it's good. It means you've got more time to do things in the it's evening. Speed versus strength this week on. <laughs> 60 minutes to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so one the the one thing that I was planning on bringing to 60 minutes this week was um has already been covered in a Patreon special by your good self Len. Um 
And that is Cobra Kai. Sensei lend to you. Yeah. So get Great. it right. Cobra Kai is. Uh, I'm not going to say much about it because I think mm. it's all been said by Len on Patreon. So jump on there. But I, I will say it's so much fun. It's such a fun show. And it is. If you if you don't take it too seriously, because you shouldn't. Um, it's it's just one of the most enjoyable TV shows out there at the moment. And that's what that's what TV should be, isn't it? Like enjoyable. Ah, uh, yeah. Co- Cobra Kai is the ultimate comfort show, in my opinion. It's something that's twenty five minutes an episode, or like thirty minutes an episode, whatever. You 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 tune in. You know exactly what you're going to get. You're getting karate soap opera. And I mean, that sounds <laughs> mental. It is mental. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts, patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreons who give us money monthly. It makes a huge difference. As we said, we've started putting some more content on there now. Uh, we're looking at hopefully in the future doing some more fan critical production type stuff. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but to do that, we need uh, financial backing. So if you do love the show and you do listen and you do want to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical all right gareth other than cobra kai what's this other thing you've been watching then watch a movie um well actually this is strange this is strange it's uh netflix are kind of packaging it as a movie um but elsewhere it's been kind of promoted as a as a mini series um it is the like stop motion animation the house uh which is really fucking weird and it is weird it's very weird um and and i really enjoyed it so it's uh it's three it's, it's an anthology film or perhaps mini series um of three stories that all center around this house and um they're quite different in tone um but i would say that that i'd say that that there is an overarching kind of dark comedy element to it uh the first episode is about these people that kind of move into the house uh uh, from a they're living i won't see i won't spoil any of the stories but i'll just give a bit of an overview of each of them so um the it's all done with these kind of very creepy looking like puppets well, like dolls. I yeah, suppose. The, they're like dolls. The people, the people look weird. The, the people, people are, look the weird. People are terrifyingly yeah. weird. Yeah, um, small eyes. So the first, it's really small, beady eyes. Um, Very small and, eyes, but like big faces, but big s- heads. Small, yeah, small, small eyes, eyes and right in the middle like of their face. Squashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why are you looking at me when you say that, John? <laughs> um, and <laughs> the, so the people, the first, the first film is about people a family and they're human beings and they are terrifying human beings um that's the scariest story that is dark and creepy and has some genuinely like haunting moments uh the second story features the house but it's set i don't know len what do you reckon 70 80 years later um than the first yeah it's like it's modern times yeah uh so there's like it's about real estate isn't it it's someone's renovating the house yes. it's not someone it's a it's a it's a mouse a so, mouse is renovating the house do you think a um, mouse i thought he was a rat yeah. i think they're rats rat or mice whatever yeah you know 
Um, so <laughs> this is these are rats, which interestingly are slightly less creepy looking than the human beings in the first film. Yes, um, that is true. And yeah. but that's yeah. a that's a very weird story. That one it gets very strange. And yeah, there's a lot of um, symbolism with that one and sort of metaphor and stuff going on. Well, um, I was going to talk about that because I think the whole thing is full of metaphor. Um, and I was maybe going to ask if there's anything in particular that that kind of stuck out for you. But um, the third film is about, well, I guess it's I guess it's set further in the future. And it's sort of a post-apocalyptic world where the house is still standing but the kind of London, it looked like London around it is completely flooded. Um, uh, so everything is underwater apart from this house and the cat who owns it and her her fellow feline tenants um, who are a quirky, quirky bunch as well. Um, and that story is the least scary uh but that's the most spiritual, I'd say. The most, is, the, is yeah, ethereal in a sense. Yeah, um, it. I I found this Gareth because I, I I um I sat Mel down and was like, oh, let's watch this. I've heard good things about this. I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and Mel um, hated it. She ah, oh, she got about halfway through and was like, she she said the animation's amazing and it genuinely is. I said, she said, how do they do this? So I said, they literally move it, if, just a you know, tiny amount, little tiny movements. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then they film it. Just well-trained and she went, cats. That must... <laughs> and she went, that must have taken fucking ages, but I'm just not into the... She's just not into the vibe of the film. And, and I'll tell you something, it is a hard, It is a difficult watch. I, I thought it, even for someone like me who loves creepy stuff, I thought there's too much symbolism at play here, too much metaphor, too much... Uh, you fill in the gaps just to make it enjoyable. It wasn't funny enough, in my opinion, um, the first story is by far the best story. I think the the, sh- the 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 best part of the film is the first twenty minutes, or whatever, and then the second story and the third story get progressively less interesting, in in my opinion, um, and less creepy, which is kind of the vibe that I wanted to go for. If it kept the vibe of the first story, I would totally have bought into the whole thing. I reckon. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, it. I th- I went into it going, I'm gonna absolutely love this, and I came out of it going three bloobs. Like and and that's just because of the weakness of the second and third stories. Mm. Um, I'd still would recommend it because I think from a technical standpoint, the animation is stunning, like absolutely stunning, and um, it, it might tick a few boxes for other people who are looking for a more general sort of. Would, would you? I don't know. Story. Would you score it in that way? Like as an overall, would you score it as self-contained stories? Mm. I would score it as a as overall because that's the way it's packaged up. Even though it says one, two, three, and that they're, they're just chapter headings in my book. It's like when Tarantino does, you know, one, two, mm. three, four, five. You, you count it as his whole thing. IMDb are calling it a mini series. Well, they're wrong. So it's a movie. Um, <laughs> it, it's definitely a movie. It's definitely a movie. It might have been more interesting if it was like six episodes, and they were all different stories, completely different. That would be interesting. What I think would be interesting, Gareth, do you think they'll do a season two? Because I'm hearing rumblings that that might happen. Yeah, I think there might be. Um, I don't think... I don't, I don't see any reason why they couldn't. There's definitely... There, there are more stories to tell. Um, but imagine being that guy having to move it a little bit. Uh, yeah, we're going to do another series. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck's <laughs> sake. Not again. Yeah. Um, 
You know, when he says that, yeah, you I just mean, make the rat roll his eyes a little bit. Oh, fuck. No, can we just have him do a blank <laughs> stare? Because that uh, saves about a few hours of my time, to be honest. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> you've said a lot there, Len, and I agree with quite a bit of it. Um, I think the first, the first story is the best one, but... Yeah, I think is the best. I think there's there's this constant kind of sense of unease and mystery around everything that is maintained through each of the stories, which I really liked. Um, and I think I think the the kind of yeah the visual visual trick of having the terrifying looking people in in the first film isn't repeated, uh, but the atmosphere is kind of. It's different. It is different. You're right, but it's it's kind of maintained in in a sense. Like it's about. I think that there's a an overall kind of metaphor here about like. To, to me, actually, it felt a bit like this is getting really, really deep. But I thought it was like a commentary on like colonialization and refugees and, um, you know, trying to. Or not trying to, but maybe being forced to leave your your original home. Like there, I think there is a lot to unpack there that um, that I think makes it a really impressive bit of work. It's heavy. I, what we're saying is, listeners, it's heavy, and you might view it completely different to how we viewed it. So that's why it's interesting, I guess. Um, and I haven't done what I usually do with these sorts of things and go on Reddit and just read loads of theories which is something that I love to do. So I might actually go back and, and have a read of that. Yeah, The House Gareth, not a bad shout. Not a bad shout for a recommendation. Four oh, bloobs yeah. from um, me, by the way. Four bloobs. Interesting. I have to say, uh, so I watched the trailer and it made me a little bit sick, to be honest. I felt a bit uneasy watching the trailer. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, uh, but I just thought, no, I don't fancy this. Um. Mm. It hasn't been pushed massively, at least <clears throat> uh, for someone that's uh, been on Netflix for the last couple of weeks. I've never noticed it, actually. I've never seen it pushed as like a top 10 in the UK. So so I, I don't know how you guys stumbled across it in Australia. It's, it was put... It was top 10 in Australia for a few days. Um, it's quite niche, though, and I felt advertising-wise it was quite pushed before its release here i saw a lot about it before it came out this, the day it came out i was actually excited because i was like oh i'm gonna watch this like i was actually looking for <laughs> counting down the days excited? to watch it <laughs> yeah, yeah i was buzzing can i um, can i just su- suggest something though len and this is this is for you in particular did you get like a it's almost like the reverse side of the wes anderson coin like the colors are totally mu- muted but still kind of beautiful in their way. And like the animation style is quite similar. And and also when there is humour, I think it's delivered in this in a similar way as well. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that it's definitely got stuff going on that's similar. It's like the ugly twin of Wes Anderson films, if you get what I mean. If you, it, it, That's the way I would describe it. Hmm. A parallel evil twin of Wes Anderson films, maybe. <laughs> um but yeah, check it out. Like it's hard to describe until you go and watch it because it is fucking weird. Um, John, what have you been watching then? Talk to me. 
Uh, so well, Netflix I've not been watching the house. Um, so I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I watched this week. Um, I've been waiting for uh, a documentary for a while, a limited series one that, that would kind of pique my interest. And not to have a go at Netflix, but there have been a fair few documentaries that have been pushed by them in the last few months that just have been really dull, actually. That first episode mm. just killed it for me. Um, and I know ages ago, Gaz, you were talking about the uh, uh, the documentary about the hotel and, and the oh, the woman that obviously goes missing talker. and then they no. find her in the... Uh, oh, no, that one. Yeah, that was sick. Um, did you say it was sick? No, it's, I, I thought it was a good documentary. It's it was crazy. A, yeah, Gaz, I, it. I didn't know anything about that. It's a true... Like, it is one of the worst <laughs> true crime documentaries I think, I've seen. Do you know... Do you know do you know what? I, I I remember it now. I liked it because I like I didn't know about the story, and I was just captivated by the story of this woman, and that's what I liked about it. Because I found so you it didn't really you didn't know the ending, but no, yeah. So nope. I knew the story. This is the the Cecil Hotel. Um, yeah, and I yeah. I mean, look, we won't talk about it a lot here, but it was. I did know the story already, so maybe that played a part, but they just, they gave so much airtime, like 60% of their airtime to these conspiracy theorists that we know and you know are completely wrong and they're just making up absolute garbage like, oh, is that is that her leg in this frame? And they yeah, spent yeah, like yeah, 10 minutes talking about it and it just wasn't it wasn't anybody's leg in it wasn't anybody <laughs> else's leg in the frame it was who's like this stop wasting your time with this Who, who's braids this daddy who's <laughs> left their braid here yeah. lenaz well. that's why he's enjoying the show oh wow okay. uh, well, that's classless from you then anyway about a true story of a woman dying but um uh, regardless of oh, that, sorry. um i uh, i've been i've been looking for documentaries get me uh, get me hooked and uh, I recently watched a limited series, only three episodes, uh, which is a bit of a shame. Mm, the House. Um, yeah, <laughs> We just spoke about this one, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sorry, yeah. It is a documentary though, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. About the beady-eyed people yeah. and ratty mice. Um, <laughs> so, and cats. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And cats. All right, I, I haven't forgot about them. I don't want to hurt their felines. Felines. Nice. Felines. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Just, you clawed that one back. It's okay. Yeah. Just pa- You should watch pa- it though. It's pause, a good tale. Pa- pause for thought. Pause, <laughs> pause. for... Anyway. All right. You're, milk- you're milking this now. You're, you're milking this now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that'll <laughs> yeah. do. That'll do. Um, so anyway, so I've been watching The uh, the Puppet Master. Whiskers. Um, mm. No. <laughs> Come on now. Anyway, so I've been watching The Puppet Master, uh, which oh, I is... I want to see this. A story about a British con man, um, who, scumbag. You just call him a scumbag. Yeah, because he's British. British. Scumbag. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Even Scum. before I found out what he'd done, <laughs> wanker. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, right. I mean, the feelings that I got uh, that elicited from me watching this limited series, honestly, uh, like this guy. Fucking hell. You're in admiration, now, aren't you? What a hero, eh? <laughs> right, so, um, uh, it's, it's just one of them where I'm just like, and this might be quite controversial to say on this podcast, just hang him. Just hang him. 
because, you know, and I didn't think we were going to be talking about capital punishment on this podcast. Um, imagine if I'd had a, had a whiskey. But we're talking about a guy that's pretended to work for MI5. MI6. MI5. And he's somehow managed to carry off this lie for a long time. And I'm going to spoil the story. Um, and as much as, and he makes some of these people, he just completely ruins their lives. Like, uh, I mean, sometimes you watch a documentary and you go, Jesus, man, how long did that go on for? And they're like, yeah, you know, he was in a basement for like three weeks and you're like, Jesus, that must've been awful. Um, and you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but some of the, I mean, normally I hate the thing where it comes up and it's like six weeks later. I'm like, come on, tell it better than that. But in you are this, famously anti-time <laughs> coding. But in this, when it comes up, I'm like, are you having a laugh? <laughs> How's it gone on for this long? Um, and part of me also is just like, how fucking gullible do you have to be? Like, I mean, this story starts in the early 90s. And this guy has quite a good, like, hook of a story. Um, he he exploits things that are going on in in uh, in British society at the time. Um, again, I don't want to say too much. Go and watch it. But by the time it's like the early noughties, that's not that isn't going on anymore. So why are they still believing this? Honestly. Um, Spice Girls is... are still the best band in the world. <laughs> Come on, mate, it's 2004. Yeah, Jesus, no man. No one believes that. Christ. We're all listening to Taylor Swift now, yeah? She's the best, <laughs> right? Yeah. In 2004. She's not overrated at all. <laughs> we'll talk about her later. Um, but I just, yeah, I mean, I, I was just raging at the end. I was also very annoyed at these people that were like, he ruined my life. Because I'm like, okay, but you've ruined your own life, haven't you? Because if you're going to be that gullible, I, like honestly, I don't care how suave or uh, intelligent uh, he came across. I mean, I take one look at the guy, and I'm like, there's no way he works for MI5. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I thought that as well, John. Yeah. No when I watched way. it, I was like... No way. No way. I was, I was sitting there going... Because we were watching it. Oh, have you seen like, it as oh, well? This guy... Yeah, I was like, this guy's a piece of work. And <laughs> uh, but I looked at his little his his little face and I was he's so weedy and pathetic. And I was just like, this guy is not a spy. Why are you looking now, at me I'm when sorry you're if you that? are a spy <laughs> and you are weedy and pathetic. I'm sorry. Little eyes in the middle um, of his head. <laughs> but, but also there's some like there's some really good phone excerpts in the documentary where you hear his voice. And I'm just like, come on guys, listen, listen to this guy. Just listen to him, man. What is going on here? So, and this isn't really a spoiler. It's in the first episode. They talk about this guy's obsession <laughs> with playing the same song over and over again on like a 200 mile car journey. And this is back when it was cassettes. So they say he plays this one song, flips and the cassette. And I would walk 500 <laughs> miles and Imagine. I would walk. It's easier to drive. So uh, so he puts the tape back in, plays it, and it's, uh, I mean, it's a banger of a song. I was listening to it this morning. Um, Ordinary World by Duran Duran. 
It is Great a song. fucking is... quality song. Now, obviously, yeah. that is an underrated song. That is massively well, yeah. underrated. Massively Just underrated. But they they associate that song with him, so it's like they've made, they've made that song evil, and so they're just sitting there going, "Yeah, and I despise Duran Duran and this song now." Oh, hold on, <laughs> don't have a go at Duran Duran. Don't have a go at that song just because this guy's ruined your life. It's not Duran Duran's fault. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's a mad documentary. Go and watch it. It's very short. Um, I will say, uh, and Len, you'll you'll probably agree. The ending bit nothing in it unsatisfactory yeah, I, I thought it was a bit of a da- damp squib and there's <laughs> yeah i didn't I, I i find this with a lot of true crime or investigative documentaries that they never have the payoff the ultimate one that i remember that started a lot of this fucking stuff was serial remember the podcast mm-hmm. serial and fascinating i mean listening to that for the first time i've only listened to it once i don't know why i said the first time just listening to that um was amazing and then you get to the end and it was always going to be a disappointment and i find that with all of these documentaries they are always a disappointment well like i think there are so i would say um ripper is yeah like i think that's i think that's a great documentary and what's it called um the night the night stalker Stalker. yeah that was just a bit overproduced and uh, i said this to you at the time it's just the same i've seen that documentary the only thing (laughs) about that story was i didn't know that as an english person i didn't know that story and that was that blew my mind that that guy was doing what he was doing but overall i thought that it was a bit no i well i I find them fascinating, and like I know making a murder of season two was not all that, but I mean that first I enjoyed series it. was quality. I enjoyed, yeah, that was quality, um, and I enjoy the investigative nature of that uh, documentary, like how they recreated scenes and stuff. I found that stuff fast. That was awesome to like watch. Um, all right, what about um, what about the staircase? Uh, ending again. The biggest problem with the staircase and ending again. I'm a big owl theory proponent, as I've said on this podcast <laughs> before. I believe I believe in owl theory. Um, Going on about owl theory again. <laughs> yep. So um, that that to me is mo- is one of the most interesting things, owl theory, and they only explore it in like a two minute snippet in like a little feature after the podcast. It's like, what the fuck? Like it's so fascinating. Hmm. Well, um, they're deciding to make that into a limited series, aren't they? HBO with Colin Firth playing. The main guy. The owl. (laughs) 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 Hoot, hoot. So there you go. It'll be a hoot. Yeah, no, it won't. Yeah. Someone's died, (laughs) right? That's good. Len, so don't. (laughs) Well, yeah, good recommendation, John. Uh, I'm going to bring it to a more uh, dramatic uh, sort of scene now. And I have, (laughs) have you guys heard of the show called uh, Yellow Jackets? Yellow Jackets. See. It is, I would, I would say it's one of the most talked about shows at the moment. It just finished its first season. 
Um, it, and it's on another, yet another streaming service. Now, it baffles me how these streaming services can keep just appearing and actually having some decent content on them. This year alone, I've signed up for Apple TV. I signed up for Paramount Plus, which this is <laughs> what this is on. Um, and how do I summarize Yellow Jackets? Uh, basically, a plane carrying a soccer team, a girls' soccer team, um, crashes in the wilderness. We call like it the football, there, mate. <laughs> we call it football. Um, football. Crashes and. Uh, basically some people survive, some people die. You don't know who dies necessarily, uh, but you see uh, the timeline is like you follow them in the past and the present simultaneously. So some of the survivors and the whilst they're, you flash back to what they went through um, in the forest. Similar, it's got lost vibes mm. to it. Sounds um, lost. But it's, yes, but it's sort of learnt from a lot of Lost's mistakes. Lost was a show which I love, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, but they had to do 24 episodes a season. You know, that's a lot of television. Um, This is 10 episodes, I think, season one. Uh, It's amazingly well cast. Like, some of the people and their likeness from kid to adult is insane. Like, I'm just like, that is perfect casting. Um, And there's mystery. There's good mystery involved. There's creepiness. There's horror elements, Gareth. It's got, like, strong horror vibes um you know when they're stuck out in in, there's something supernatural afloat potentially um and i'm not spoiling anything this is kind of you could watch a trailer and you see all this sort of stuff (laughs) um rave reviews rave reviews it's got like a 99 percent score on what so not quite maximum reviews uh not quite maximum um but people love it man and i have to say i'm buzzing for season two after just finishing yellow jackets Um, buzzing very clever buzzing that is yeah it's buzz, buzz, buzz. Um, yeah, and I, I think you it. both would actually re- would really enjoy it. I think you both would really enjoy it. And it's not often that I say that on because sometimes I think, oh, you might not like this. But I think as a watch, especially, I think you could definitely watch it with your wives and they would actually also enjoy it. My wives. Each other's wives or <laughs> our own. <laughs> no, both of your wives, John, and then yeah. Gaz's okay, yeah, one cool. as well. <clears throat> yeah, John's watching yeah. it with she, my wife you, as well as his Exactly. Oh, yeah. Something so right. offensive. Um, There's three so, yeah. of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, just to clarify, um, then you know that yellow jacket is like that's what yeah. Americans call bee. wasps. Yes. Yeah. yeah I know. I know. Take that's it. why they're called the yellow. That the, the team is called the yellow jackets. Yeah. That's because they why are the wasps, buzzing guy. thing was a good joke that you actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, do you know I, what the problem is? Like. Go on. I'm not getting Paramount Plus. Like, what is this in Australia? What like, yeah. you, John? You think it's you think it's bad in the UK, probably, but it's worse over here. here John. We've got it's like worse. too many Netflix Stan. and Netflix. Stan. Stan is like yeah. this thing. Binge Australian Netflix. We've got binge. Yeah, we've got Disney Plus. Obviously, we've got uh, um, Apple TV, Am- Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime Brazers. I've got seven subscriptions. <laughs> I, I pay like I pay like one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> on fucking subscriptions every month. Yeah. Well, that's why it's you got nuts. in trouble, didn't you? Because of all that X-rated content you were paying for. <laughs> <laughs> Hentai. Yeah. Pornhub. Yowie. Pornhub. Yeah. Yowie. <laughs> Yowie. <laughs> um, nah, but honestly, boys, I, I will say yeah, this. Boys, yeah. If you can find a way to watch Yellow Jackets, do it. 
Okay, uh, Gareth, you can get a seven-day free trial. I just Googled it. Seven-day free trial. Just give so me you your login details, all, mate. Or I could give you my login details, which I will do because I'm nice. nice. Sorry, Paramount. Uh, today's sponsor, NordVPN. So if you go to their website, <laughs> you put in... They are everyone at the moment. Put <laughs> Why not critical, us? Yeah, Nord. Fan critical into the little free promo code thing, and you get nothing off. And you'll get fuck all. You get nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> You get so this you sign discount up, code was not recognised. Sign up, yeah. you can then hide your IP, and then you can just download everything, all torrents and stuff, illegally. So, sorted, right? <laughs> John's opinions are his own, um, and do opinion, not reflect that of this podcast. Um, I'm just saying, if you decide to do that, <laughs> I, that's entirely up to you. Much yeah. like if you decide to go out and start murdering people, look, uh, that's got nothing to do with me, right? So <laughs> nothing to do with John. Um, what the other thing I'll say about the yellow jacket, just before I move on to something else, is you know how Stranger Things was like total eighties nostalgia, and it and same time like, <laughs> yeah. it came out the it remake, and everyone was fully into that eighties vibe. You know now how we're kind of craving that nineties nostalgia. Um, this is full on when they're back. It happened. The, the crash happens like in the nineties, like it's ninety four. Um, full on 90s it is awesome like clothes music are they loving it talking about loving goosebumps it. and stuff mm, maybe they do I can't remember that Gareth but they might great yes, great great <laughs> books they were um, I want to talk about one other who's thing who's Sony Walkman um, is this because <laughs> <laughs> hey who's Sony Walkman yeah. um, you listen to Spice Girls yeah yeah, uh, yeah they're in a new band <laughs> best girl in, best girl band in the world um <laughs> <laughs> not as good as taylor um, swift at- who's that <laughs> stop saying her name i right, told don't ad lib <laughs> supposed to be the 90s all right yeah. <laughs> um the book of boba fett on disney plus now john me and you did a mandalorian spoiler cast uh for season two uh, which went down very well and people enjoyed our discussion on that <laughs> uh, i thought it'd be remiss of us not to talk about uh the book of boba fett which uh unbelievably john you haven't watched yet yeah uh mm. why is that just interestingly why have you not watched it uh i don't know i, I mean i was tempted <laughs> to watch one episode this morning just ahead of this podcast yeah um yep. i haven't heard good things i would tell you i i i was in the same boat john i just said sorry there i i have heard very mediocre thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our good friend Rich messaged uh, messaged me and said, "Have you watched it?" And he said, "It's quite mediocre." But I want to discuss the latest episode. And I said, "All right, I think I know. I've avoided most spoilers, but I know, I know this one. I know this one thing." Um, so I thought I, w- I went into it this morning, and I I was going to do the same. I was going to watch. I was going to watch one episode to talk about it on the podcast. I ended up binging the whole. Got up to date. It's just you and such an addictive personality. Um, Honestly. Yeah. And I will say I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's above average for sure. Like it's um, the last two episodes. You will love John. You will absolutely love them. Episode five is actually brilliant. Um, And there's stuff. I can't believe some of the stuff we're seeing in this show. Star Wars wise. Mm. Um, And I'm not going to spoil it. But let's just say I thought certain things we just wouldn't see again and we're seeing more of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> hey, what? And and the main complaint that I've seen leveled at the show 
is that it's, it's there's not much Boba Fett in it. And it's totally true. It's it's kind of like too much baby. Yoda. This isn't really a spoiler. It it well, it's kind of like Mandalorian season three, <laughs> and I'm just like, what's going on here? Uh, but it's you know it's it's pretty good, and I have come to the conclusion that Star Wars just is far superior as a serialized show than a film. And I was watching it, and I was just like, the production value in the show is amazing. The talent, like it's still got like John Favreau behind a lot of it, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> these amazing directors. Get um, me on that. Uh, the, the, creature, <laughs> the creature design is fantastic. Like I was watching it, I was just like, this is Star Wars, but like seven, eight episodes and they can tell stories in a much more fun and sort of contained way. But also you can delve into all these like peripheral characters who we never got like stories of like Boba Fett. And... I've just decided that whatever Disney choose to do, like this, I am so excited for the Obi Wan show. Like, I just can't even tell you how excited I am for that show. Um, <laughs> now that I've seen Hell what I've done with this, I just, I'm excited. Um, I and the fact that like Hayden Christensen and and uh, Ewan McGregor are both coming back for that show, um, and they're going to have another fucking showdown, man. I'm just, I'm pumped. Um, so yeah, John. What's the point of Hayden Christensen being in it? Because he's in the costume, you mean? Yeah, I mean it's not like uh, uh, Darth Vader's mm. not walking around with his helmet off. I don't care how hot it gets. I think there, oh, there definitely, there def, there definitely will be scenes with his helmet. It's hot, guarantee it. <laughs> if, it's, if they're doing <laughs> it in mean? a hot place, it's keeping him alive, isn't it? Warm, it's supposed it? to be like ah, uh, take that, this off. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I'll say about about Star Wars, they need to get away from Tatooine. They need to get away from Tatooine. It's like you've got the whole fucking galaxy <laughs> and everything is always on Tatooine. Just fuck off. Go somewhere else. Seriously. Yeah, but it's but like those, other than that, great show. There are some people that just certainly in the UK absolutely obsessed with going to Spain on holiday. There are other places, man. Yeah, that's true. Honestly. Yeah. You know, yes, Honestly. But you can go Tenerife, it's a pound for a pint and everyone speaks English. Yes, because it's basically yeah. an English. Yeah, Tatooine's got two sons. You can do Blackpool you, you too. Could, you could you go to Blackpool for that. Like this is, it's garbage. <laughs> too many Spanish in Blackpool. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Hola. Yeah. Um, nah, so I will Didn't say, if, if anyone's on the fence about the Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> definitely check it out because you, you're missing out on some serious, serious story developments for some characters that you love. Um, it's not just Boba Fett stuff. This is. 100% filling in gaps and continuing the story of some other really important characters. So do check it out. So what's that? So that far Star, for me, Star Wars, is it? Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yes. Babu Frick uh, makes Disney's an appearance Star in the season, doesn't he? Wars. Oh, very good. Very good. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Where's he come from? <laughs> oh, Babu Frick. Yeah. That's Babu Frick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Oh, so actually, um, and this is going to sound very random. Uh, certainly coming from me because I'm not much of a reality Doesn't TV sound like person. Um, you mentioned uh, going on this crash diet, Len, because um, you've obviously you know put on a few pounds or whatever. Absolutely fine, dad bod. Um, new You're year, fine, new me. Just embrace it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Just wheel yourself around. Um, None of us can embrace you now because, <laughs> but you embrace yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can't get your hands around. Sounds I dodgy. wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> anyway. Stick. <laughs> Shit, man. So anyway, um, new year, new man. me. Uh, classic. You know, Michelle's. She's doing a similar thing. You know, like she's got a PT. She's on a diet. Um, and she's been watching <laughs> uh, super skinny versus or super size versus super skinny. The awful uh, late noughties reality TV show, um, basically to make <laughs> herself feel better. It's that classic thing, isn't it, where like you do one workout in a day and then you're like, right, let me watch this. So, um, <laughs> so I've been watching that. Um, honestly, like you talk about stuff like Ripper capturing like Britain, yeah, like what it was like at that time, and yet. Yeah. Much like <clears throat> South Park does this gag where they find the frozen man from 1996 in like 99. And they're like, there's so much we can learn about this man and his time. Um, <laughs> and even though it's like 10 years ago now, 2008 to 2014 is when the show ran. I, honestly, I look at it and it feels like it was 30 years ago. Like the fashion sense, the rather blunt way that people speak to one another they're like mm. crude food that people eat. Like I'm, I might be wrong here, but do people still like snack on like crisps and chocolate like every day? I mean, because these people, <laughs> some people I used to. do. I like it is weird, but some people do. It's it's so funny actually. Just like I'm I'm deviating slightly here, going slightly off uh, off tangent, but. I've been watching something from a similar period of time as well. And it's just, it's unbelievable that like these things were allowed. So I'll tell you what it is. I've started, started, I started watching Entourage and that the first season of that was 2004, I think. So I'm up to season four. So probably around 2008. And it's, it is another world. It's a, it's a completely different world in which this TV show is allowed and was as popular as it was as well. Like it, it wouldn't exist if it was made today. It wouldn't exist. I can tell you. Um, I think things have changed so much in the last ten, fifteen years. Yeah. Anyway, is, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. But, but, but it is true, and and that's kind of what I find fascinating. The the show itself is is rather, um, crude. But then even like so, they do this segment where they go, um. One of the presenters would go to like a big event. Uh, they went to ho the Horse of the Year show. <laughs> They're walking around with like three, um, like plates of food, and it would be like a spag bowl, a fucking chocolate gatto cake, um, and like a pie and mash or whatever. Um, and they'd they'd have people like trying to guess what had the most calories and stuff, and some of the dishes of food they'd be serving up um i'd just look at it and go that's what british people be eating in the 80s like it's so old <laughs> and yet like i mean just walking around with just a bit of corned beef you know corned beef hash the fucking <laughs> hey, ration book. i love corned beef and it's like actually i said why um but actually it's like how far uh, maybe it's just maybe it's because i live in london and it's you know fairly uh uh, I lived a good life. That's absolutely fine. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just felt. It just feels like we've come a long way in some instances, and then in other instances, I think we're uh, uh, we're a soft society where everyone is looking to be offended by everything. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Um, but but I just thought I'd mention it there. Um, and obviously, you know, feel free to watch that to inspire your your journey, your dieting journey. <laughs> um, I'm going to be a depressed uh, person, not being able to eat my usual sweets, and uh, uh, you it's know, it's going to be miserable. He's going to be so I'm miserable. Be miserable. I can't bear it. But we should do that. We should do a little flashback feature in sixty minutes. Just go back, go back. A period of time. 60 mins already runs usually 90 mins. Unfortunately, we can add no more features to this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's go on to what we're looking forward to. And that is, of course, a thing. It's another fucking superhero film. I can't believe I'm saying this because you'd think we're bored of them. But somehow, the way that this one has been marketed um, has intrigued me. Uh, and all of us, I imagine, to the point where I'm kind of really, really excited to see it. Um, and I am talking, of course, of The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson as the new Bruce Wayne slash Batman, uh, directed by Matt Reeves, also starring Colin Farrell as Penguin, uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Good casting. I mean, this good casting. Good. Great casting. I mean, it makes you wonder how bad the casting of Jim Carrey was no. uh, as the Riddler. <laughs> that Those films are atrocious. They didn't know that they different at that time. time. They didn't know any better, did they? This is, you know, this that, is a post yeah. super skinny versus super fat world. And, you know, we're, we're living in a different time, aren't we? But, but boys, this this one is genuinely exciting, right? Um, comes out March, start of March, I think. Um, so not far away now. You you guys buzzing for this one? I was just some somehow for some reason I I I am yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm so superheroed out as I've said so many times. Mm. I'm very much marvelled out. Um, so you know, glad that we're taking a break. But I I don't know why, and I don't know why. I don't know what different thing this brings us to the the Nolan. Um, bat men's but Batman it just does I think it's 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 found <laughs> it's found something um that that I, I want to see uh, Matt Reeves describes this film the director describes this as almost a horror movie yeah it's he gone describes even darker. it as even darker than any of the Batman films that have preceded it um Batman's Robert Robert Pattinson <laughs> in this film just when when he's just moping around looks he looks like the goth kids from south park like he genuinely looks <laughs> yeah. like that do you know what i yeah. mean it is the most sort of depressed um sort of rebellious teenager version of <laughs> or teenager young man version of bruce wayne i've ever seen in the trailers making goth kids cool again <laughs> yeah um john are you excited to see this yeah look i um uh i'll, I'll give it a chance uh, you know I like gritty <laughs> films. Yeah. You know, it's um Yeah. Uh maybe that maybe they should kill him. Maybe they should kill Batman in this one. That'd be good. Why not? Well 
Yeah. What what I will say is we watched um we gave the Joker um starring Joaquin Phoenix which sits with in in uh, the Batman universe in a way. Um we gave that maximum <laughs> uh, gave it maximum review reviews, scores, yeah. <laughs> um maximum reviews because uh, it was fantastic and I from what I've seen of the trailers of the Batman I think this is the Batman in that Joker's universe that it feels to me yeah. like it, it feels real like and even going to the casting of and we haven't seen the film yet but we're just going off what we know Paul Dano fantastic fucking actor there will be blood his role in that film astounding um if he's playing that sort of character in in this as the Riddler I am so excited to see that interpretation and what he's going to bring to the table um so like in that respect I like what DC are doing at the moment like they're not necessarily saying hey these all exist together that they're saying they might and you know what they're all pretty cool self-contained stories and it doesn't have to be a Marvel's you know Infinity War saga it doesn't have to be that way it, they, they can be these isolated stories and it's working for them it, it genuinely is working for them Suicide Squad great the latest edition of it uh, I think the Batman's gonna be great I loved uh, the Joker like I, I matter I of time really though, am... matter of time before they do cross them over like there'll be something uh, uh, I don't know man maybe not this I one they'll do I a don't... second Batman where well, and, there's definitely the going to be more be Batman films. Joaquin Phoenix yes. laughing in at the end in well, some post-credit scene or something. Whoa! <laughs> what upsets me is Spoiled, the fact that they, they've been talking about doing a Joker 2, and I just don't think that needs to happen. That just doesn't need to happen at all. Uh, it would actually no, but, be detrimental. But that's because I mean, you're, you're you approaching know, but... it from an audience slash you're looking at that film as a piece of art. Whereas the studio are going, fucking hell, that made over a billion dollars. So can we make that again, please? Because that was quite cheap to make. Excuse me, sir. Would you like another billion dollars? Um, Yes, please. I I understand that John's right here. And these are the inner workings of Hollywood from watching the documentary series Entourage. There you go. Um, One one thing I will say. Go on. um, And I'll I'll use... uh, because this is my major issue with the Batman. So have you heard all this casting news about James Bond? Like everyone's speculating who's going to be the next James Bond? Paul Dano. Yes, I fi- yep. I finally watched James Bond, John, and I thought it was all right. Yeah, whatever. Um, but okay, <laughs> so, but have you seen all this speculation about Bond? Like, are you interested to know who the next James Bond is? Uh, it's been going on for years yeah. and I have been interested, but it's got to the point now where they're, and, and don't take this the wrong way. This is going to sound bad, right? Uh, listeners. Um, they're talking about casting James Bond as potentially a female character. Now I'll get with a fucking times, Len. <laughs> I don't understand how the characters, why are we having to deviate the characters so much? Like I, there's so much, uh, just, people are doing it because they feel like they they have to do it like instead of just like like just continuing a character's story like what is going on here and there's nothing wrong with that they could why don't we start a, a whole new franchise around a female spy that to me is more interesting we did right? there's one with like you know rebel I... wilson or something <laughs> yeah no one watched <laughs> it because he's not james bond 
Um, no, so anyway, so the the point that I was trying to make is, uh, and Len, you've kind of got there in the end, but you're not that interested because it's just like, it's just the same old, same old, right? And I'm kind of the same. Um, obviously, there's talk of Idris Elba, and it's like, yeah, okay, fine, mm-hmm. but he's quite old. He's quite mm-hmm. old to be playing a new James Bond. So, but then it's kind of like, okay, well, the only way that would intrigue me is th- does he then play? an older grizzled bond and it's like well we've had that with daniel craig so just leave it for a bit now yeah the point i'm making is yeah tom hiddleston or um fassbender i think would have been good but anyway regardless so in the time that we've had two james bonds so daniel craig and pierce brosnan um, so that's two James Bonds, and even that feels overkill for like the last 20 years. Patson's going to be the seventh iteration of Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously had, so Keaton in 92, and then you've got Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, Affleck, Patson, Will Arnett in Lego batman yeah but that, they're brilliant they're brilliant yeah, but but but, but that but that is quite a, but that is quite an iconic turn as batman because he got rave reviews for it and it's like what is going to be different here what is hmm. going to be different um i don't know man i mean it's, it's interesting you say that because we, we did spider-man no way home recently and we talked about the, the different characters that have played spider-man there's only been three of them um <laughs> so and that's over the course of like Good 25 years so the fact that there's seven, I didn't even think about it like that. I mean, what, what can they do differently? I mean, I think the Batman franchise, to me, Batman is still up there as the most interesting superhero that there is out there to, to tell stories about. Um, for me, it's probably my favourite superhero, probably. And, and and I am interested to see different takes on the character. Every time there's a different Batman, I see positives in all of their performances, apart from Val Kilmer's. So and George Clooney's, no, that was yeah, trash. Val Kilmer's well. way better than Clooney. Fucking hell. Yeah, Clooney. Yeah, they're both terrible. I was just thinking about it. They're both awful. But like, I like I like some of the things that Affleck did. I like the super buff Batman look from like the comics, like from the DC sort of comics. He's fucking ripped at times. Um, and he really brought a physicality to the role that I hadn't seen before. Didn't like the fact that he killed people, because that's wrong. Um, he doesn't do that. So <laughs> um, I'm excited to see what Pattinson does. I, I am genuinely excited to see what Pattinson does. And I'm liking the mopey thing. I'm liking it. So we'll review it. We're going to review it on Fan Critical for sure. So stay tuned for that one. That's a definite film review. Uh, where I guess we're going to give it five bloobs. That's just a, a guess. <laughs> Len's already decided, um, mate. You know Nothing's changing his mind. Classic hype man. <laughs> Nothing will change my mind. I am a hype man. Okay, enough hype. Let's move on to overrated, underrated. Hey, have you seen Ghostbusters 2? Do you think it's underrated? Hey, have you seen uh, Ghostbusters 2? Do you think it's overrated? That's the segment here for you now. It's underrated, overrated, yeah. This week, uh, lovely jingle there once again. Um, some people still don't know whether Ghostbusters 2 is overrated or underrated it is the ultimate example uh, illustrating our point Gareth <laughs> it's your turn this week what have you What have you got for us yeah thanks mate I mean you sprung this upon me and it was your turn so yeah um, that's pretty bad but... 
pretty poor. Overrated, so, uh, Len. Overrated, <laughs> Len. Um, <laughs> definitely. So I agreed. I have What's scrambled a little bit, and I've, I've I've found two things, but they they do not relate to each other at all. I, I quite like to do a little, you know, sort of theme between them. But instead, two random things for you. Um, I'll start with the underrated, which is a movie. Yeah. That um, Lucy recommended actually last year, I think it was when we're doing lockdown recommendations. Um, yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. So here we go. <laughs> well, she did in this case. She recommended the movie Enemy. Did you see it? Enemy. Yeah. Enemy. Who's in that one? Oh, mate, this is uh, it's the it's the it's the Denny Villeneuve movie. Um, no way! I haven't seen a Denny film. That's crazy. That's blowing my starring mind. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, uh, this does ring yeah, a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. And it. it's fucking weird. It's really weird, and it has. Uh, it's not a spoiler to say it's got a bizarre ending, but it's got a bizarre ending. Um, and <laughs> it's just a. It's a cool. Like it's. It's just so strange. Uh, I'll give you. What can I tell you about it? That's not too bad. It's about Jake Gyllenhaal discovering that he's got a doppelganger. That's probably uh, yeah. all I'll yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's enough to to get to get it. It's um, I'm I mean I'm guessing it was like I I hadn't heard of it until Lucy recommended it, and she was like, "Oh, nobody's watched this film, and it's brilliant." Um, so I'm guessing it was like you know small budget, uh, kind of under the radar sort of thing but obviously there's some some talent behind it as well and yeah like i said uh, because it's probably before villeneuve became big it was allowed to be kind of quite quirky and experimental and jake gyllenhaal kind of likes that stuff doesn't he even though he's obviously a big big actor he's always dabbled in the unusual donnie darko nightcrawler yeah nightcrawler is good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> trash um, uh, underrated <laughs> and um, uh, and he, he's great in this because he's playing two very different characters source code source code, source code yeah good one that oh that's yeah. underrated yeah. save that one and that is underrated yeah. save that for a few very good one. film actually cut that out um, should we just do underrated underrated Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> series today um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, highly recommend it. It's um, it's unusual. It's a bit creepy and kind of a bit disturbing and weird. It's just weird. There are some proper weird vibes from it. So watch it if you like watching weird stuff. All right. What about your overrated? My overrated sort of breaks my heart because it's by somebody that I do love. Um, the Office, the UK Office, is quite possibly my favorite tv show of all time and i think it's i think it's the best comedy ever and i love ricky gervais and i love so much of what ricky gervais has done since then as well his podcast a legend um extras is incredible i just don't like afterlife i really don't like it um and i'm not even talking about season three which i believe has has sort of split audiences a bit. Like there are more people saying eh, to season three than there were previously. I'm talking about the whole yeah. thing. I haven't seen season three. 
Um, I did watch the first two series, and I call I I refer to shows like this as emotionally manipulative, and that is that they they do things because they want to make the audience cry, not necessarily because it is a natural story beat or part of the narrative. Yeah. It's they they're just deliberately trying to be as emotional as possible and it and it annoys me. And um you know the character like fucking bellend honestly like don't be that much of a dickhead. Like nah, it's not for me. Yeah, I think I love Ricky and I love his stand up. I love um his general sort of stance on a lot of things like animal rights and stuff like that I, i'm fully with the guy like on everything that he's done um but afterlife for me after watching season three i thought season one was okay um i was amazed it was such a global hit yeah do you know what i mean like it's weird how and and do you know what i do like about it it does paint this lovely image of england very idyllic isn't it village idyllic yeah it's quite sweet um but like genuinely you're right it's just manipulative that the main character he, he is an arsehole and i've heard ricky talk about in interviews about how um it, the show goes from like really depressing to then like trying to make people laugh in the same scene and it's very jarring yeah um especially some of the humor when it's so over the top swearing for the sake of it and it really winds me up um and, and he he argued for that like life is like that it's not like it, it, it isn't if you're sad and depressed you don't go around i don't know you just these sharp turns that happen just don't happen that consistently all the time there's certain characters in it that just are in it to swear and be disgusting for the sake of it and he had that a bit in derek um and it kind of worked oh, yeah Derek's maybe not good either actually but uh here it just feels so out of place like like his therapist in the previous season who just swore all the time i was just like this this might be the worst ever written character i've it, seen it was that bad it, he makes it was no it sense abysmal there, there is no, no there is no context in which that character makes sense like un- unless it was a bizarre like off the wall like alternate reality like oh spacey it's, show which it isn't it's that character it isn't uh, uh, no it is it, like Ricky's got so many good ideas, um, and I think he articulates them so well in his stand-up and his general Twitter presence and everything that he's done previously. Uh, there are, you know, Derek's got a few. It's okay. It's, 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 it, it's also quite manipulative emotionally, but it, overall, I think it works. Whereas this, it, for me, is just too. It's it's just weird. It's just weird. It's not right. Something about it's not right, um, and and it is definitely overrated. I mean. If I were to score it, I'd give it two bloobs. And that is my honest opinion. I agree with that. Well, here's the thing. Now, is it overrated? Uh, Probably, but I I guess I I say that based on the fact that it's become a huge hit on Netflix worldwide. Like, it's massive. Um, It highlights an issue with... Gervais's writing in that he's always maintained that he's a uh two series writer um yeah and then go out with a special and I think Afterlife is the th- is the first time he's done three seasons of anything and yeah, yeah. it's so 
Series 3 is a fucking mess. Like, I, I didn't mind Season 1. Yes, there are some erratic characters. I think that the more that Gervais has, has written, and particularly when it's without Merchant, I think some of the characters do become a little bit, like, fantastical. Um, yep. I think Gervais is always is always better when it's when he is the he's the erratic character in a world where everyone is is relatively normal. Having said that, yeah. the Office film was abysmal, terrible, terrible. Um, uh, I I quite liked season one and two of, of Afterlife. It is manipulative, but I I, I quite like the fact that his character can be so up and down in terms of his mood because that's mental health. Like some people, uh, they might come across as, as cunts. Um, and his character does a lot, which makes it quite difficult to have any investment in him. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the point, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also it's kind of like, it doesn't just life isn't as simple as you meet someone that uh, it like in the show. It's not that he just gets together with someone else and then he's happy now. I, I genuinely think uh, he should have, he should have killed himself at the, at the end of, of series two. And most people be like, Oh, that's awful. That's terrible. But I think that would be saying something more like it I mean, doesn't it how many doesn't characters always... have you killed off in this podcast you want to do it in <laughs> oh i know but Batman. okay we do it no, but i'm just saying do something do different with... with that you know um <laughs> that would be doing something different and look without getting too depressing here i i was fucking gutted when robin williams killed himself and everyone looks at him as like you know this super hilarious guy that's always fun and zany and it's like, yeah, but you don't always see behind the curtain. And that's kind of like with Afterlife. Okay, most people just think he's miserable and they think he's going to kill himself. And then the end of season two, it's kind of going in a way where it's like, oh, actually, no, it's, it's going to work out. So that that's why I thought he should have killed himself because it doesn't always work out. And that is life. Yeah, that would that would have been a more powerful ending, you're right. Um, but I just don't But obviously know. you'd I mean, then get you know. less of Ratty and the nonce. Um, having said yes. that, and they are awful characters, <laughs> and they, they clearly they're just having a go at toxic masculinity, um, yeah. which annoys me because I can't bloody help it, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but what I would say is the outtakes for Afterlife are hilarious, and oh my word, just any outtakes with Ricky Gervais filming anything Gervais, are brilliant, yeah. because you're looking at someone that is genuinely loving what he does, um, and making everyone else's life a, a misery. But if if there was any recommendation here, the Afterlife outtakes for Series 1 and 2 are the best outtakes of anything. Uh, See, I will Derek watch that. I, I think I, will I can that. imagine that being great. But um, yeah, I'll watch I that, but not outtakes. the series. I love them. Um, well, that's good. Thanks for that. Gaz, thanks for your underrated, overrated. Uh, I can, I'm going to watch this enemy film and uh if you haven't seen afterlife season three watch it and let us know what you think let us know if you think he's gone one season too far um <laughs> and that brings us to the close of 60 minutes to midnight it is now probably 20 minutes past midnight we're all very tired uh i am 
at my sleep deprived end so i'm going to end the podcast here um thank you to my other two illustrious Minutemen uh, for joining me on this wild late night ride thank you to gareth and thank you to john um thanks for what you've brought to the table today and next time we all meet up for the next 60 minutes we will have seen the batman so i'm sure we can dissect that but there will be a full review of that out too uh, please stay tuned for any content like we have said before go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical to donate some monies to us if you can any uh financial help that this podcast gets is incredible allows us to uh, do all the technical costs get new equipment uh, come up with new show ideas and hopefully in the future <laughs> some little short fan critical productions so please do consider going to patreon.com forward slash fan critical uh, and giving us some money you do get some bonus content for that money as well thank you very much guys uh, i'm gonna hit the hay i suggest you all do too good night and see you next time